0: The college football experience, Minnesota Golden Gophers 2023 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Networks brought to you by our very own Patreon. Yes, score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at SportsGambling slash Patreon. Once again, that sports slash Patreon. Remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. Yes. Yes. Woo! Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience. Minnesota. Gold Gophers 2023 season preview episode. I'm excited to talk a little gopher. Looks like we got a gopher. Isn't that what Timer Lee Jones said in the fugitive? (laughs) The whole youths. listening to this. I got no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Look, uh, I am excited to talk about the Minnesota golden Gophers. They've been a good team under PJ Fleck. And we're going to, we're going to talk all about it. We're going to go game by game on the schedule. We're going to talk about the offense, the defense, the special teams, how the Gophers fared in the transfer portal. But pr- before we do that, you're probably wondering just who the hell you're listening to. Well, my name is Colby swing at database dad, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick.
1: He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet,
0: speaks with his fists and lives by his wits
1: when Dundee happened. He was a superstar.
0: I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. Three time national, five time national champion, but three national championships in a row. Mm
2: that is threatened uh, they're the most recent three-time repeat national champion what was that 1934 to 36
0: something around there
2: we're coming up on
0: Five-time national champs? 90 years
2: yeah. of uh, being having that you know title but
0: they need to own that more george is knocking
2: on the door here yeah Minnesota Gosh. might have to have a, a miracle season and deny them that in the national championship. Yeah, no. Or in the uh, college football wouldn't that? Playoff.
0: Wouldn't that be fantastic? On-campus playoff games in Minneapolis—that's what we Let's want. Let's go. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C, in the place to be. Hi. Get it going, buddy. Yeah, buddy. This is go for time, Come
2: baby. Come on. This is go for time. Ah, this Row b-
0: the fucking boat, buddy. Been in the news a little bit lately. Yeah. Barely uh, a bunch of bullshit or what? what? what's what's the story there? I mean, look. Every every kid born today's got a fucking problem with the uh, yeah, coach. They're right? not
2: starting, you know, he's abusing you. Which means
0: okay. they got a problem with me. No I'm joking. <laughs> uh uh no, I haven't dove too much into the story because I,
2: I hear it's kind of nonsense or what? Who knows? I mean certainly depending on the, you know, uh, verifiability of uh, the Pat Fitzgerald situation in Northwestern, then that is something that, you know, goes beyond what should be happening. But if you got players legitimately complaining about having to run because they're screwing up in practice or or screwing up here or there, that I know, you know, you don't want to punish people. It's corporal punishment or something. Get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. It makes me that mad.
0: Yeah, It's so stupid. Yeah. It's like uh, he made me run. Yeah. I was fire him. Yeah. Oh, look, I know nothing about the fucking story. I'll be honest. It just came out like a day ago and I've avoided it because I just have avoided it. You know what I mean? Like I just, uh, I haven't clicked on it because I saw some other people that I trust say it was bullshit but I haven't clicked on it yet because that's a deep, when you go through those rabbit holes, I don't know, you know, start, you start getting mad. Like you are, it's like someone uh, said, Hey, you got to run. And then you got a question like the Northwestern one. I know people came at us. I wasn't even saying Pat Fitzgerald deserved to be the head coach. I was just saying that I don't understand how you retain every other coach. If it's that bad, right? Right. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It seems like a PR firing more than actual Right. Firing. Trying to address the yes, problem. Yes. Yeah. So um anyway, Fleck Look, battling that, but PJ Fleck's been a damn good coach. Fleck's a great coach, yeah. but
2: let's be honest. He is a quirky son of a gun. You know, that I doesn't I I, I could get behind it. You know, he's 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 got one of these, you know, type A personalities that, you know, he's doing the rah rah stuff that like, you know, it's a uh, Bronco Hall did the same thing in Virginia. Do everything right. Jim
0: Harbaugh? Yeah.
2: Sometimes do everything
0: right, but he suspended the first four games.
2: Yeah, I mean Harbaugh. I guess whatever. That's a whole different ball of wax. But I'm
0: just saying, it seems like it's similar. The energy he came in with. Yeah, similar. Stanford to Michigan.
2: Yeah. Look, uh, if there's a legit, you know, thing that uh, Fleck did that was wrong, sure, penalize him appropriately by the letter of the law. You know, but maybe we need to fix the letter of the law if. Running players for punishment is considered yeah. a, a fire. Like you get effect. all
0: this power. Now you even got the fucking, you've got NIL, which I support. I don't understand. Like, I don't, if it's just running, there's a big yeah, problem get the there. Fuck out of here, please. Yeah. Uh, look, we're going to talk all about it, but uh, uh, Patty C wait, uh, hang on. What, what do you think of uh, Let besides the turmoil going on right now? PJ Fleck is 44 and 27 at uh, Minnesota. 30 and 22 he was at Western Michigan It's a guy that played in the NFL at the San Francisco 49ers he uh, played at Northern Illinois he's coached under some really good coaches Jim Tressel. uh uh, what, uh, I feel like a slew of, of 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 good coaches whether it's Dave Doran Greg Schiano um uh Joe Novak um uh I I did I say Jim Trestle. I don't even know, but a lot, a lot of good coaches. All right. I had some good tutelage along the way. Yeah. So uh, I mean, but, but if you're a Minnesota fan, do you think you're very happy with PJ flex? So they won 11 games in 2019, right?
2: Yeah. Finished number 10, right.
0: They've won nine the past two years.
2: I, yeah. I think you're very happy with the yeah. state of the program. The last four full seasons that they played COVID season being uh, excluded, you know winning seasons 7 and 6 11 and 2 9 and 4 9 and 4 yeah as minnesota you got to be damn happy with that that's a competitive division the big 10 west
0: it is it is a lot of good coaches too so uh look we're going to talk transportal offense defense special teams uh game by game all that good stuff but before we do that i want to tell you that the minnesota golden go for 2023 season preview episode Brought to you by Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Yes, do your part in the war against corporate gambling and sign up for the SGP Patreon. There's a ton of exclusive content, contests, and merch just for our patrons, plus a monthly SGP stories podcast. Wow. And an ad-free uncensored uh show highlighting the best stories from decades of being d Um, there's even a, uh, a a Discord channel just for the patrons. Uh, the sports gambling podcast. Patreon is a great way to score exclusive perks and support SGPN, which we would appreciate sports gambling podcast.com slash That's sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. All right. We are back on the college football experience. Hopefully you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience, the home for all of our stuff. We also host the college basketball experience. So go for fans. When the season tips, I'm here every single night. Uh, also, the FCS college football experience. Saint Thomas fans, what are you doing? Check us out. Uh, the college baseball experience and the Big 12 experience—all separate feeds that we can have out in the podcast world, any platform. But there we come are. together on one on YouTube. YouTube.com/slash/the college experience. What about uh, what is it? Minnesota State. Where did uh, where did Craig T. Nelson coach? Oh, I think it was. I think it was <laughs> Craig T. Nelson. If you're a coach yeah. fan, come yeah. over. Good old Craig T Nelson. Uh, We know
2: they're Minnesota's rival, but
0: yeah, (laughs) I'm waiting for them to, to jump up to the football program back up. Definitely. Uh, we always encourage every university to start up a a big time football even fake program. ones. <laughs> yes, even fake ones. What was it, Bishop Sycamore, the fake high school? <laughs> That's right. Look, uh, if I, they can do it, they got on the football it. field. I watched those games when they were losing seventy five to nothing. <laughs> we had them on here at the studio. You could do it. All right, football is football. I don't give a shit if you're a school or just faking it. All right, <laughs> let's go. Uh all right. Now, uh, Patty C let's talk about the transfer portal because such a big fact, what well, we were doing this five, six years ago, wasn't that, that important, but uh, now, holy shit. It is departing from the Gophers in 2023 defensive lineman, Jacob Schuster, a four-star transfer four star transfer. Who is put his name in the portal a week ago. Ouch. Uh, that hurts. Cornerback Miles Fleming heads out to the Ohio Bobcats. Quarterback Jacob Newth heads over to Kansas State with Chris Kleiman. Wide receiver Dylan Wright to the TCU Hornfrogs with sunny Dykes. Defensive lineman Trill Carter to the Texas Longhorns. Tough, tough loss there. Great name. Running back Trey Potts to Penn State. Uh, wide receiver Mike Brown Stevens to USF South Florida with Alex Galesh. Uh, linebacker, Donald Willis heading to Western Michigan, PJ flex old stomping grounds uh, a little bit. Yeah. Cornerback Beanie Bishop to West Virginia wide receiver, Ike white to the Charlotte 49ers uh, defensive lineman, uh, Lorenzo Sergers, Sergers. I'm sorry. Portal long snapper, Austin Sullivan portal. Uh linebacker, Braylon Oliver to the Georgia tech, yellow jackets, mm. safety, Michael Dixon to the Rutgers, Scarlet Knights. None of these guys
2: are killing you. I mean, they all had, you know, okay. Statistical production, B- Dixon, number 11 on the team in tackles, you know, that's a, that's yeah. a loss
0: safety. Jalen glaze to Florida, a and M defensive lineman gauge keys to the Kansas Jayhawks. Defensive end, Austin Booker to the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, safety, Steven Ortiz to Don Brown and UMass. Mm. Offensive tackle, four star transfer, get here. Cameron Jones to Jackson State. dion has gone, but Jackson <laughs> State's still doing it. Um, and I believe. I believe that is everybody. They lost now. I
2: I hope that trend continues a little bit. I I hope the HBCU thing doesn't completely die out. Of course. Of course. Uh, Yeah. I mean a couple uh, defensive backs that were contributors, you know, um, and, and, you know, mild production from a lot of the other guys. So depth wise, I think they got hurt
0: there in the portal, but didn't lose any huge names. It doesn't seem like check out what they got. They got safety. Craig McDonald coming in from Auburn. Where previously he was a starter at Iowa State. So okay. bouncing all around. That's a nice get. They got. Uh, oh, was that the stud that uh, Iowa State? Wasn't he like. No, that wasn't the stud. The stud was, went to Ole Miss. Oh, Ole Miss. But, That's right. But yeah. McDonald was very good. I okay. mean, uh, safety Rowan Zolman from Miami, Ohio, coming into Minnesota Golden Gophers. Cornerback Tyler Bride from Georgia Southern. They beat James Madison. Mm-hmm. Heading mm-hmm. over to Minnesota. Um, they got torched by us too, so maybe not
2: that good of a pickup.
0: Ooh, Hello. ooh. Safety Jack Henderson. All right, coming into Minnesota. He's coming over from Southeast Louisiana. They were an FCS playoff team a year ago. Uh kicker David Kemp from the Memphis Tigers coming into Minnesota. If there's close games, you never know.
2: Yeah, they they needed uh it's gonna be a kicker competition this year, uh, a little bit. So
0: there you go. we'll see. Defensive end, Chris Collins coming in from North Carolina. Guess what? They're on the schedule this year. He's going to get a chance to, to 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 play some revenge against Mac Brown. Uh, why, this is a huge one here. Wide receiver Elijah Spencer from Charlotte. This guy was a fucking stud at Charlotte. Uh, so getting him from the Charlotte 49ers with their Biff Pogi year one. So at mass exodus, as you see with so many head coaches now. Uh, but yeah, Spencer's a big get for Minnesota. Uh yeah, what do you have? 50, uh 57
2: catches for 943 yards, nine touchdowns last year.
0: Yeah. Previous season,
2: 28 catches, 381. So
0: that's production. Yeah. Uh, cornerback Trayvon Jones coming in from Elon. They were an FCS playoff team. Patty C nice running back Sean Tyler. This one's a sneaky good get from Western Michigan where he was a thousand yard back for a
2: couple of years. Yeah. I mean, he's been doing it for a long time, 400 yards all the way back, almost 400 yards back in 2019. So that's like a, almost like a, Four-year contributor, two-year
0: stud. And then wide receiver Corey Crooms, who is a beast wide receiver on that same Western Michigan team. He comes in. This guy will put up some big numbers uh at Western Michigan. I, I think they're excited about adding him f- to some depth um, for, for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Also good for 57 catches, 814 yards. Yeah.
2: Previous season, 44 catches, 70, 68. That's two good wide receivers. Yeah. You're bringing in and a, and a damn good running back.
0: And they return with another one linebacker, Riley, Ryan Seelig. That's the final one. That's another Western Michigan Bronco.
2: Mm-hmm. Still got in. those ties over there. Apparently Still
0: got those ties. Um, So that, uh, that Patty C, would you say they won or lost the portal? I uh, would
2: say they certainly won just because yeah. offensively, which is where they needed to the help. Uh, they were able to get so much, uh, so many impact players.
0: I would agree. I, I especially, yeah, I just think I think they want it just off of those guys the experience that they've done uh, starting in on the college football level so. See like a uh, solid contributor too. 63
2: and 73 catches the last or uh, tackles the last two seasons.
0: So, yeah, you well, got to like em that. In. You got to like that. So, they got a new offensive coordinator, Patty C. Yes. It's uh Greg Harbaugh. But it's not Harbaugh. It's Harbaugh,
2: But it's spelled Harbaugh. It is. He wants to differentiate himself <laughs> there. He can't just be another Harbaugh This guy. He
0: grew up a Packer fan probably. And the, <laughs> and the bears were starting Harbaugh. Yeah he, in pulled the Theisman, he uh, like, yeah. he was like, I'm Harbaugh I'm
2: change my name.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Joe Thiesman, Joe
2: Thiesman. <laughs> it was a uh, Kurt Scirocco, uh the year before, although he had been a co-coordinator with, who was he co-coordinator and, and,
0: and Soraka was previously at Penn state before that, I believe. Gotcha.
2: Matt Simon, I guess has been co-coordinator for the last few years too. So he is retained, but Harbo is also the co-coordinator.
0: Yeah, apparently. I mean, everyone's doing co-coordinators these days. It's hard to understand, but Patty see, they do return seven starters. If you count, you know, players that have started, uh, you know, X amount of games. Yeah. Um, but this offense a uh, season ago, Scoring offense, sixty-fifth. Patty C. Ninth. Or sorry, sixteenth in rush offense. One hundred and fifteenth in pass offense. Tanner Morgan. Who? Yeah. Who? Kind of looking shoddy there. Sixty-fourth in total offense. Now, you know they got what is this? What, what do they call them again? Is it the Greek rifle or is it the Turkish rifle? Uh, I forget. They they have a nickname for them. Athen. Uh, I think it's a Greek rifle, maybe. menace. Yeah. Athan Athen, Kelly, Manis. Can you type that into uh, to confirm that? I I know that he's been uh, whatever the right the rifle. I don't know if it's Greek or if it's if it's uh, tur- Turkish. You know, uh, Greek rifle, Greek rifle. There we go. They got the Greek rifle. We you know Ron Jaworski was known as the uh, Polish rifle or rifle. Was <laughs> he <you> really? Yeah, <laughs> Reichscho. School. Uh well yeah
2: hey that whole you know what what would you call it it worked for him Baltic Baltic region of the world (laughs) needs needs a lot of rifles at this point hello Uh that's kind of messed
0: up going there with it um okay well look he look he's got to be an upgrade I actually think they're more excited I know Tanner Morgan was in college for seventy five years but uh not a big fan I I and. He what's what's great about uh Kalamanakis, Manis Akis. <laughs> is, Manis. Yeah, Calik Manis, um, is he's dual threat. And yep. I think that adds an option. Tanner Morgan, kind of a lawn chair. So <laughs> uh they have Sean Tyler at the running back spot, so when you factor that in and also Kalamanakis as Cole Kramer is the backup quarterback. I don't think there's any relation to Tommy Kramer, but ho- I'm hoping so. Um but then you got Tyler at the running back spot. They also have Zach Evans, uh, red shirt freshman they're They're kind of excited about court. Not no relation to the TCU. Zach Evans uh, wide receivers. Like I said, Corey crumbs comes in. Elijah Spencer comes in. They still have Daniel Jackson. So you gotta like the wide receiver room here. Uh, and when you factor in that, their tight end is back. Brevin span forward. That guy's a fucking beast. Yep. This offense might be able to go. Now the big question to me is the offensive line. Cause only two starters back from a season ago uh, in earth Urse, at the left tackle spot and Quinn Carroll at the right guard spot, the rest and, and Quinn Carroll's the Notre Dame transfers that they got, I think two years ago, this is where I got to trust the culture. This is where you really got to trust the culture because uh, the, the center, Nathan Bo is a senior. Um, he started before. He just didn't start last year. So got to trust that yeah, uh, that that seems to be. I mean,
2: span Spanford, the tight end, leading the team last year. Daniel Jackson also coming back, second in the team in re- uh, receptions, first in receiving yards. You bring in those two stud wide receivers, and then Caliak well, uh, Ka- Manus. Let's be honest, is a bit of a question mark
0: here. True, it, but just the fact he's dual threat, I think this offense can be a lot better. Just hundred forty
2: of rushing yards last year, nine hundred forty six, kind of in a backup role, but three touchdowns, four interceptions. Is he a swashbuckler? Uh What what does that mean? <laughs> uh Does he swing his sword? Um, oh, uh,
0: does
2: he? Is he? Is he uh, a big big dick energy kind of yeah, guy?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I didn't watch an. I, I, he's. We haven't seen enough of him. Yeah. We haven't seen enough of him. I think that the jury's still out. But uh, I, I I do like the fact you could be a dual threat. If you have
2: the name the Greek rifle, I'm just making the assumption that he's 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 a bit of a a Brett Favre type.
0: Oh, I like it. I like it. And all right, well let's talk about the defensive side of the boat. So well, you, you I mean, think the offense will be better at, when it's all said and done? or Like the offensive line is a little bit of a question mark, but I think they're better at the skill position player. I don't know. Muhammad Ibrahim was a fucking beast, though.
2: Muhammad well, Ibrahim third in the nation in uh, rushing yards last year with 1665, uh, tied with uh, Izzy and Abanakenda with, with uh, 20 rushing touchdowns to lead the nation. Um, that's not a guy you can easily replace.
0: Yeah. I was about to say they, they might think, be more like they might be able to stretch the field more. I think the balance is probably
2: uh, probably there a little more. I think they have a good running back to replace them. Yeah. I think they're slightly better, slightly
0: better. Yeah. Uh, the offensive line will go as far as the season goes, but once again, they're mostly upperclassmen. So uh, we shall see defensively Patty C uh, this unit brings back six, but this unit was pretty pretty damn good a season ago yeah. um I mean how about this fourth in scoring defense in the nation right that's tough to beat 15th in rush defense yeah 15th in pass defense charting at the eighth best defense in America Joe Rossi getting it done I mean and he returns he fits in the Big Ten West I know some of that will say, Oh, that's cause they play Iowa and Northwestern. Well, you can only play the games in your schedule. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was pretty impressive stats, pretty fucking impressive stats. They return six. It's just uh, two of four on the defensive line. Kyler ball at the nose guard spot and Jalen Logan Redding at the defensive end spot. Uh, I know they're excited about some of the youth that they're, they're bringing in on the defensive line. Danny Stregal. Strigal and uh, Devin Easton. So maybe those guys work out. Maybe not. This is where you got to trust the culture. And I think these are the biggest question marks. The line of scrimmage I think uh, is the number one question mark to me for the Minnesota golden Gophers in 2023 linebacker wise. You bring in C Here it was a Western Michigan transfer. He's penciled in to be a day one starter. You also bring back Cody Lindenberg. So, I am kind of excited about that. And then Jack Henderson, uh, the nickelback coming in from Southwest, Southeast Louisiana, penciled in as a day one starter, Patty C. They got both corner. No, uh, Mc, uh, I'm sorry, Tyler Bride's coming in to start from Georgia Southern, but Justin Wally is back at the other corner spot, uh, breaking in a new safety in Coleman Bryson, uh, but Tyler Newbin uh is back second team all big ten and they also being uh, projected as a first rounder from the safety position. And they like I said they added Craig McDonald. Wouldn't be surprised if he got in there and played some played a substantial amount of minutes as well. Uh so the defense, I get it, they lose what? They lose five, but man. Two uh two drafted from the
2: defense. What was it? Uh defensive end boy mafia uh, in the second round to uh Seattle number forty overall and uh Daniel Balele fourth round number one ten over oh n- never mind he was offensive tackle uh as uh, now I sound like you here
0: yes continue on
2: it says the yes <laughs> was also a defensive end uh fifth round number one sixty five um to Minnesota so you know a couple losses up uh, on the defensive front but I think they, I think they'll, they'll be fine. You know, I don't think they, maybe they take a slight setback. Yeah, It's going to be tough to maintain, but the, apparently they've been pretty legit for like the past, you know, three out of the last four years have had a pretty high level defense. So is that, is that flex calling card and what, what, what is flex background? Is well, he, he played more-
0: wide receiver in the NFL and in, in, in Northern Illinois, and he was the offense coordinator in Northern Illinois. So I think he's offense, but yeah, uh, wide receiver
2: and then Rutgers wide receiver coach, Tampa Bay wide receiver coach, and then straight to a head coach. So it's interesting that that's his calling card, but regardless of whether he's responsible for that or if Joe Rossi's responsible for that Rossi's
0: back. Yeah. yeah and that defense has been pretty stout on, under, under the flack era where they've been rowing the boat. How do you see, how do you feel about the row, the boat thing? It works in the land
2: of 10,000 lakes. It, it couldn't does pick the better place to do it.
0: Let's go. Uh, look, we're going to go game by game on the Gopher schedule. Talk about how we think they're going to shake out in 2023. But before we do all that, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by underdog fantasy. Yes. The NFL season is right around the corner and underdog pickup is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props. And it's available in a ton of different markets. Plus there's plenty of opportunities to win with their uh, MLB contest. And of course, make sure you enter best ball mania where the first place uh, winner gets $1 million. Head on over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. Once again, that's underdogfantasy.com promo code S G P N all right. We are back on the college football experience and Patty C here we go. If you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. What's that real
2: quick before we get into uh win totals to talk, you know, not, not a lot uh, to talk about here. Conference composite last year mm-hmm. was number 11 within the conference number 50 overall in the country, which, you know, st- says that there's a lot of talented teams in the big 10, according to 24 um, seven. Now the recruiting has been in that, you know, 40, 40s range for the most part, high thirties, 38, 40 something. But during the 2024 cycle, he's sitting at 29 right now. Is he about to make his move recruiting wise?
0: I wonder how that NIL collective is. They're the only FBS school in the state. Yeah. I mean behind it. Don't give me this Vikings nonsense. This is a a sleeping
2: giant. Yes. Minneapolis is right there. Come on. Let's have one more conversation.
0: It's like the Packers. You know how the Packers are owned by the city. Yeah. college football, all these teams are essentially owned by the people within the state. Yeah. Not even in the state, actually. You could be an alum from fucking Russia and you could be like, Hey, throwing money in. Yeah. Right. But this is yours guys. Get out there.
2: There should be no shortage of money flowing into the Minnesota program. Uh, Let's talk about these uniforms too.
0: And the mascot,
2: are these some of the most slept on
0: underrated? I enjoy them. Especially I remember like the, the Chris Dawkins era in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, oh, they've always had a uh, Marion Barber, Darkins, was it Dawkins or yeah. But they no. But in the nineties when they had the M across, it was oh. li- it was a little wild. It was getting a little <laughs> World Football League. Oh yeah. I mean
2: that yeah. that is. I think I just recently saw that on one of the uh, delightfully tacky uniforms. So they yeah you get out there. But even then their screw ups are memorable.
0: I like the red helmet. Yeah. That's not yeah, their best right yeah, there, but yeah. it
2: still looks good. Look, we were just talking about the jets, bringing back the gigantic TV uh, shoulder so numbers.
0: Yeah. They, they uh, need to do that. They brought back 90% of what made that uniform great, but they yeah, gotta they get big the numbers. numbers on the yeah, pads, but, but Minnesota didn't forget to do it. Yeah. They Those did, things they, are beautiful. They, they do it. Well, they do it. Well, Patty C let's get to the schedule though, let's right? Do it. Let's do it. Thursday, August 31st. I cannot wait for this game because Matt rule and the Nebraska Cornhuskers are coming into Huntington Bank Stadium in what Minneapolis, Minnesota. Game. Yeah, this is going on at the same time as Florida, Utah. I hope you have two TV screens. You better have two because, TV screens. Uh, and, and a little NC State, Yukon going on all at the same time, folks. So, um, dangerous game there.
2: This is fantastic. I, uh, I,
0: I just think it's game one for Matt Rule. I'm mm-hmm. taking Fleck, even yeah. though. There's a lot of question marks. Do QB O line play D line play. I trust it's it's in Minneapolis. I'm taking Minnesota to get this done. Uh, yeah, I think that's a, a good call here, but frost played like 7 million close games. So I do think rule probably enters this in, into a scenario. That's probably better than what people think because like they were right there against Michigan the year they made the playoffs. Like they were not as bad of a team. I know they were three and nine, Yeah, but, you can't yeah.
2: just assume Nebraska because they you know have been losing close games is is as bad as their record indicates. They're not you know, there is they're still a talented team and a, and a coach that is able to take advantage of the talent they do have all of a sudden turnkey uh we've talked about this before, Minnesota fourth highest uh corn production in the United States. Nebraska <laughs> third. This, uh, like,
0: this is a, a
2: corn envy game. Yeah,
0: I love it. Yep. Uh I, I did not know Nebraska was third. So who's number one? Iowa.
2: and then Illinois, then Nebraska, then Minnesota. Wow. Then
0: India. This is I love cornfield football. Let's go. <laughs> uh watch out though, because I could totally see them winning this. And I don't think I need to rattle this off enough. But week two, Chris Creighton in eastern Michigan. They beat Arizona State at Arizona State last year, got Herm Edwards fired. They also previously won at Purdue, at at Illinois, and at Rutgers. They have uh, made their name known in the in the Big Ten with three <laughs> wins. It, can it be a fourth? Watch it,
2: out. What was his record against uh, Eastern Michigan? Do we
0: know what that was uh, when they were? When b- he w- uh, yeah, I mean that's a good that's a good thing we, we should have bring to look up. into
2: that. But either way, it's not exactly a great comparison because Minnesota a lot more talented than Western Michigan. Uh,
0: well, than Eastern Michigan, you mean.
2: Well, yeah, w- when he was well, at Western yeah, Michigan, true, yeah.
0: true. Um, I'm, I'm saying two and zero, oh, but I mean I am a little nervous about that game.
2: Sure, I, I think. They're, they're uh, what 60% win 55 against Nebraska, maybe at home have 60% at home yeah. probably. And then probably 70%, 75% against yeah. Eastern Michigan, but they could drop.
0: They could drop it, especially uh, the way that, uh, you know, if you get a, a, a Big Ten win to start the season, a lot of yeah. times you don't start with
2: conference play. What was it, week two, uh, what, two years ago when they lost to uh, Bowling Green? Bowling
0: Green. Yeah. yeah. You better be careful. Watch out. Watch <laughs> out now. Uh, week three, they head to Keenan Memorial Stadium. Bring the wine, bring the cheese, bring a quilt, a little, <laughs> little picnic basket. Um,
2: These are. Two
0: similarly talented teams, would you say? I mean, North Carolina's got the first pick in the draft, probably, or second pick in the draft, and Drake may, allegedly. Um, Well,
2: according to 24-7, North Carolina number 16 in the national talent composite, like I mentioned before, Minnesota number 50, so maybe a bigger talent gap than we're thinking here.
0: Do you know who I have winning this game? I got the Gophers.
2: You got the Gophers winning this? They're
0: too physical for North Carolina, man.
2: They may be. They may be the that road trip. cha
0: cha cha stuff ain't gonna work.
2: <laughs> All right, the road trip to Chapel Hill has me giving this one to the Tar Heels.
0: Didn't you take Minnesota on the ACC show? I think
2: show? I gave them. I I don't. I think I just gave them a two and two record okay. in in that stretch. So
0: yeah, I I got them three and zero, oh, and now they head back to back away. What a break for them, as now they take on North Northwestern without Pat Fitzgerald and who knows who the hell is transferring out of there. That is a dumpster fire. Patty. see, I got them four and zero. Oh.
2: You don't think between Nebraska, Eastern Michigan at North Carolina and at Northwestern, there's a loss in there.
0: I, I mean, I favor Minnesota to win in all of those. All right. Now, could I see any, I, I don't think it's Northwestern. I th- Northwestern I think is, is it's probably a auto fire. fade yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think Nebraska, you get a brand new coach. I actually think it's going to be Eastern Michigan or North Carolina that gets them.
2: Yeah. I would think it's North Carolina. Like I said, three and one, but they're not, <laughs> they're not physical man. And Minnesota is that's true. It's true. You I know mean, what I
0: mean? Like that it, it's
2: North Carolina Minnesota was the better team last year. Yeah, you know? that's what I'm saying I, and
0: I feel like I would lay like 10 with Minnesota last year. Oh, last year. Yeah. 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 Last year. Not this year. Yeah. This year, it's I would say be Minnesota minus game. three
2: Minnesota minus three. Yeah. We shall see. Good sir. No. I got them three and one.
0: Now they take on another Sunbelt bowl team. The Louisiana raging Cajuns and Michael does Moreau. <laughs> They'll get the better of them. 5 and 0. Oh. Yeah. PJ oh. build him a statue. <laughs> now comes the big one. Can you imagine if they're 5 and 0, oh, Patty C?
2: With uh Jim
0: Harbaugh suspended for the first four games then he comes back to go to Lincoln, Nebraska, and on the second end of the back-to-back away, they have to go to Huntington Bank Stadium. Now you kind of wish it was colder, but Michigan's used to cold weather too, so Yeah. It's not going to This, this could be the one. Yeah.
2: I mean, maybe you get one of these balmy, you know, October, early October nights in Minneapolis. I don't know if those exist, but uh, you know, and the crowd is lit. They're fired up. Who knows that? Will they, will they screw Minnesota out of a, yeah, a prime like time a big noon kickoff? Yeah. This yeah. should be, this should be prime where time college five, football
0: yeah. game day is uh, at, but give me Michigan to win this. You. Yeah. So it puts me at five and one. You're at four and two. They're going into the buy on uh, October 14th. Now they come out of the bye and they got to go to Kennick. and Patty say, uh, did you see big 10 media day yesterday
2: or two days ago? Uh, Nothing in particular that is popping out in uh, my mind.
0: It's just a, it's a very, uh, well, first off, did you know that PJ Fleck has never won uh, against, against uh, Kirk, the legendary uh, uh. Kirk Ferentz
2: That's not that surprising, but uh,
0: a little bit. Well, considering he has like an eleven win season, a nine win season, nine win season,
2: that has been the the um, the consistent thorn in the side. There is
0: that, but uh, but the fact that Kirk Ferentz also uh, doubled down on on uh, you know punting. You you didn't you didn't see we were tagged in something. I didn't see it. Uh, Okay, but basically he had great great comments regarding. How important it is to have a very good punter. And how <laughs> I I was taught that in 1981 having a punter. Anyway, if you didn't see it, like go we check know, it out. we know, Kirk. Yeah, We've yeah. watched
2: you play yeah. and the punter is still the he's basically uh Woody Hayes, you know. <laughs> Pound the ball, three three yards in a cloud of us and punt it. Win the field <laughs> position battle. He's uh, playing football like it's nineteen fifty five.
0: Uh, and and that's the way it should be. there uh, should be a few especially when you're Iowa. Patty, see, they're not winning at Iowa. I'm sorry. No, they're not. This is a second loss. You got three losses now. So I got them at I got them at uh, what five and two. You got them at four and three. Now they host Mel Tucker, in Michigan State. This is a challenging game. I favor Minnesota. I do too. So that would put them at for me six and two for you. They won
2: thirty-four to seven in East Lansing last year.
0: Yeah. Uh, but now the Illinois fighting a lion. come to town and that's a game.
2: They lost by 12 points last year.
0: I'm taking it. I'm taking revenge it spot. Oh gosh. So was that at, so it was at Illinois. last that year. I
2: was at Illinois. Now it's in Minneapolis. Nope. <sighs> You're
0: going Illini.
2: Going Illini. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. Uh, I'll say this. Let me hedge. We don't do that here, but I'm going to hedge. Between hosting Michigan state, hosting Illinois and going to Purdue. There's a loss in there. Okay. I got them winning at Purdue the next week. Okay. So I got, it gives me an extra loss. Now we have them at the same record. What four, four losses, Uh, six and four with uh, two games left on the schedule. My
0: losses are Illinois, Iowa, and Michigan. I have my three losses. Okay. I got losses at North Carolina, Michigan at Iowa,
2: and then I'll say Illinois.
0: So three losses. We got them seven and three. All they need is a win. Well, guess what? They're going to Ohio State. They're not going to get a win, Patty C. They move to seven and four. Seven and four. I got them at six and five. It says they get Ohio State before they play Michigan. Michigan, though, is there any chance? Or before they play Wisconsin, rather? No, before Ohio State plays Michigan. Oh,
2: that it could be a look ahead spot. Yeah, you know that is a surprisingly hard game for uh, Ohio State. I feel like often it's a little bit of a cupcake going into the game uh, for both o- Ohio state and Michigan. So, you know, the fact that they gave them this kind of tough game, that's not always the case, um, but I don't think Ohio state's going to be looking at it. Yeah. I think they're going to be taking it seriously. And I don't think even if they so are you looking you have
0: get, at what six, they're and, good enough to win you have six and five, six and
2: five with the last, <laughs> uh, last game of the season. Going uh, hosting Wisconsin.
0: This dairy raid offense, this air raid offense, and Luke Fickle coming into Huntington Bank Stadium, land of ten thousand lakes. Let me tell you, it's what's gonna be the land happen. of ten thousand losses. Hello, oh, you got them losing this game. I got Minnesota winning this. Okay, oh yeah, yeah. Wisconsin
2: losses for for, for, yeah. for Wisconsin. Yeah, I agree. I think this is where actually Wisconsin loses. Uh, the Big Ten, championship. the Big Ten uh, West Championship. I think Iowa will get it, even though uh, I think Wisconsin might beat Iowa at home this year. This will be the thing that breaks the tie and gives Iowa the crown, uh, which I'm sure Minnesota isn't thrilled about. But either way, they like beating their rival. This this series, by the way. Sixty two and sixty two all time. <laughs> Hell of a rival. Is it Was it Paul Bunyan's X? Paul ex? Bunyan's X, baby. That's a, one of the most beautiful. This is like America. This is the most American yes, shit on. This is
0: college football. That's why college football is yep. great. And Patty C that puts you at seven and five. I have them at eight and four, so I need you to lean. You you can't be neutral here. The the win total is seven in Vegas. So what's more likely, eight and four or six and six?
2: Well, again, recent seasons. Suggest that the over is gonna hit what? Not in the last three seasons, last three full seasons, eleven wins, nine wins, nine wins. Give me that. Give me that over.
0: Hitting the over. I'm hitting the over. Row, 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 row. row that boat. Yeah, let's go. Look, uh, before we get out of here, want to tell you I had the opportunity to sit down with one Michael Barker, aka College Football Campus Tour, to talk about his travels to good old Huntington Bank Stadium and to catch Gopher games. So, with no further ado, here is Michael joining me on the college football experience, Minnesota golden Gophers 2023 season preview episode is none other than Michael Barker, AKA college football campus tour on Twitter. Uh, yes. You should give him a follow at CFB campus tour because uh, Michael does great work and he, and, and the guy has been to every single FBS stadium. He document and, and he documents his travels throughout the college football season. Uh, he's been out most of the FCS. He'll go to five, six, seven games a week. Sometimes it is a must follow. Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show to talk a little Minnesota Golden Gopher football and uh, what uh, what Minnesota Stadium or Bank Stadium, whatever they're called. it now,
1: yeah, it's uh, it was TCF Stadium when it started. Now it's Huntington Bank Stadium. You know the fans are always going to abbreviate it, so they call it the Bank uh, in Minneapolis. Big Ten team. Opened in 2009, is the newest stadium in the Big Ten. I mean, most of the Big Ten stadiums are from the 20s, 30s, 40s. Uh, it opened with 51,000 seats; still has that. Uh, it's expandable to 80,000 seats, so if you know the the necessity arose, they could do that. Uh, it brought Gopher football, Golden Gopher football, back on campus for the first time since 1981. Uh, they were in Memorial Stadium. Uh, The brick house for 1924 to 1981 then they moved inside to the metrodome shared it with the uh, minnesota vikings and then when uh, tcf slash huntington was built in 2009 they moved out there Uh, the vikings actually played two years 2014 2015 in uh, golden gopher stadium while their new stadium was being built um there's two things about it there's one is they got 45,000 for, you know how they love hockey in Minnesota. There was an outdoor hockey game in 2014. They got 45,000 fans for a game, Minnesota Ohio State. And probably the coolest feature of the stadium is from the upper bleachers. You can see uh, beyond the scoreboard the downtown skyline of Minneapolis. And, you know, from a guy who likes to take stadium photos, it's just a perfect backdrop for for a newer stadium.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is one, I'm <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Uh, this is one where, I feel like uh, I would love to see Memorial Stadium, aka the Brick House, you know, preserved. But at the same time, when I started getting into college football, they were playing at the Metrodome, and they to me were just a sleepy team. Watching a game at the Metrodome to me is boring, and I would just be like, "Eh, I, I, let's watch something else because this game's boring." Um, so I'm glad to see them go to this stadium. I love the fact it's outdoors. I think that's playing to your advantage. I, I would lobby for Syracuse to do the same because once Syracuse made that transition, it seems like they haven't been winning as much. And since Minnesota's made this transition, they've been a lot better of a football team. Now, I don't know if you chalk that up to this, the move outdoors or PJ Fleck, uh, Jerry kill, whatever it is, they've been winning more. Uh, And I, I, I truly do believe that home field environment and you know, being outdoors is, is a reason probably why you do win more. Talk to me about uh, your experiences to, to uh, Huntington bank stadium, right?
1: Well, first of all, you're preaching to the choir with the outdoor stadiums, uh, you know, November uh, home field advantage. You're used to it. They're not especially big 10 country. When you got Ohio state, Michigan, Michigan state, all playing in those, you might as well have them uh, have to deal with that when they come and see you. Uh, I've been to one game at uh, Huntington bank stadium. It was 2018 as a Thursday night opener versus New Mexico state. It was a blowout 48 to 10 They out, uh, 522 to 271, uh, in yardage, uh, gave me an opportunity to explore the stadium, which I like to do. Uh, like I said, you've got great views upstairs, uh, of the downtown skyline. I want to get out there it's, again. It's really high on my list. What I'm trying to do is be greedy. There is a new FCS team It's called St. Thomas and they are also in Minneapolis. Very close. They always play noon games. So, uh, I'm looking for October 7th is possible, but I don't know the kick time for Minnesota, but in a dream world, October 7th is St. Thomas at noon, Minnesota at five and, uh, knock them both out. So, uh, I'm looking for a chance to get back to the bank.
0: Oh, for sure, man. And this is why I get excited about the 12 team playoff. One of the reasons I get excited and I, and I actually hope it goes to to more than 12. I don't know your, your feelings on that, but I want games on campus. I am so sick of, of, of uh, seeing these bowl games where it's just dominated by the team. That's that stays right there. You know, I think LSU has played in two national championships, 45 minutes from their house. That's ridiculous. Um, I mean, to me, give me a, and if you're going to do it, then do it at what makes college football. Great. And to me, the thought of a a potential Minnesota home game, you know, or Iowa home game, whatever just seems amazing. So I, 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 and I, I want to get to the stadium because it's new. It's kind of like the Seattle Seahawks when they moved to outdoors, you know, I, I hate domes, So I love this. I got to get there and maybe I'll catch you at, at a game at Huntington bank. Michael.
1: Absolutely. And just to branch off what you're saying, you know, one of the criticisms of not having a playoff game or a national championship on campus is the stadium is not new enough. It doesn't have modern amenities. Well, this one opened in 2009 and it kind of blows that uh, argument out of the water. So, um, might be a, you might be onto something there. So again, thank you for having me. Hope I'll see you at the bank and, uh, you know, looking for an opportunity to get out there myself this year.
0: There we go. Best wishes, brother, and 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 looking forward to seeing your travels all over. Uh, you know your Twitter account at CFB Campus Tour, folks. Take care, Michael.
1: Thank you. You too, Colby.
0: Michael Parker. Michael Barker doing the Lord's work, going to all the college football stadiums. See, we got like, they did something great. Tell,
2: tell, uh, is there a man I'm more jealous of in the world? Yeah. than Michael Barker. I mean, he's yeah. living yeah.
0: the American dream. Heff is dead. You know <laughs> what I right. mean? But he's uh, the new Heff. He's the yeah, college football yeah. <laughs> Heff.
1: <heifer.
0: laughs> but buddy, um, uh. You know they did do this to move outdoors, and I remember when the Vikings played there for a couple of years. I thought it was yeah. fantastic, but then the Vikings blew it with that new ridiculous stadium. That's a great um,
2: point you make about yeah. the Seahawks. It's like people people love the kingdom, you yeah. know, but they uh, have improved I did it, drastically. I did a
0: deep dive on this one of these summers. I think it was yeah. earlier this summer or last summer, where I pulled up Syracuse's win percentage before the dome. Yeah. Higher. They won national championship when they had Jim Brown, Larry Zonka. Yeah. They put the dome in, they start losing a lot more. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's a humongous
2: advantage that the state of New York should have on yes. all, a lot Upstate of teams. State of New
0: York, you're right by Canada. Then yeah. uh then uh I, I looked up Minnesota's uh, you know, from when they've been outdoors, they were much better than when they were indoors. Uh then I went one by one. Uh, as far as the NFL franchise, Detroit Lions were so much better. Yeah, they're like a championship right? team. The Vikings, who have been successful in the dome, but not as successful as when they're outdoors. I did the, I did the deep dive on it. And, and then, the Vikings,
2: for as great as they've been, you know, who gets over the hump in that division? The Packers. You know,
0: they, even yeah, yeah, exactly. The Packers. And, and, the Vikings and, yeah. don't.
2: The Lions don't. Well, the Bears play outdoors, but they don't. But, uh, but still. still I mean, the That's Bears a, and Packers. It's a yeah. problem in the playoffs if you're a dome team, or it traditionally and, has
0: been. Look, then you jump over, and I did this for all of them. The only outlier, I went through all of them. I went through all of them. The only outlier was the New Orleans Saints. But here's the thing back then, there was no free agency. So the first 10 years of an expansion team yeah. was it, just yeah.
2: like as hard as. You can possibly make it back in the day. Yeah,
0: and and then they moved to a dome, so it was like, are you really getting yeah. a full sample size? Your franchise yeah.
2: just just grew. Yeah,
0: you had like a decade or so without without the dome, but then you got the dome. But uh, right, that's that's the only real outlier.
2: Well, and I'll say this: your point about if you can host a playoff game with a guy like Fleck there, that's possible. Yeah, you just got to be in the top eight. He oh. finished top ten in his what second year there. Yeah, so it, he's the
0: guy. He's the recruiting's improving. Not Uh, even the top eight because four of those are auto bids, top twelve.
2: But I think for the first round you would have to be number. Oh, you're right. You're right to host. Yeah, I don't know how that would work. But um, it may be you just win the conference and you get an auto auto bid for the, So well, however that works out, there's a chance, and then they would have a massive advantage with home field advantage in the playoffs. Hell yeah, push them into uh, the semifinals or quarterfinals, whatever. Be. This this stadium does have an, a phenomenal view of the downtown from one of the corners of the field. They did a great job of pointing the open end end zone with mm-hmm. that doesn't have a second deck. It's three sides with two decks and then one where it's kind of just the the lower bowl. And boom, it just opens up to the skyline. How hard is this? They 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 thought about it. They got it right. It's a beautiful stadium.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful, folks. Anyone else is beautiful. Making cash on the over because I'm on the over. Patty C's on the over. Subscribe to the college football experience. We are on Twitter. First off, give us a follow on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. I'm on Twitter at The Colby D. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. Uh, look and subscribe as I alluded to. We're on YouTube, youtube.com slash The College Experience. And that is the hub for all of our stuff college football experience, FCS college football experience, Big 12 experience, college basketball experience, the college baseball experience. We're all there. Check it all out. We're here year round talking college football, so check us out on the College Football Experience. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast. We got Phil Steele coming on also to talk college football next week. So by the time you're listening Boom. to this, make sure you go check out our yearly yearly sit down with Phil. He's been on the show a bunch of times. Great guy. Uh, some other great guests planned as well. So check it out. Get the SGPN app. It's free to download the App Store and Google Play Store. Also, uh come chat in the discord, Minnesota fans. What are you doing? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're a twins fan, if you're a Vikings fan, if you're a St. Thomas fan, if you're a gopher fan, if you're a Timberwolves It doesn't matter. Hop on in. All right. It's like a house party of Dgens in there. So sports slash discord, hop on in there, check it out. You'll dig it. All right, folks, rowing the boat out of here. All right, this is the college football experience, Minnesota Golden Gopher style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here.
1: Ride,